Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, welcome in. It is The Edge. You know it. It's your favorite show. I'm assuming it is. Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans with you here today. The great show on tap. Brian Edwards is going to be with us. College football handicap for Vegas B. Edwards up on Twitter. Get his thoughts on everything college football. What's up, man? How was the game last night? You were out and about. We got some breaking news to get to, but did you have fun? College hoops live and in your face. Yeah, I love to watch college hoops. It was uh, kind of a tough one to watch last night at the Thomas Mack Center. UNLV beats Gardner-Webb 64-58. to Rebels hit two for 25 yeah. from three-point range. Yes. Uh, they were not hitting on their shots, but... Huh. Do the numbers. 8%. It was not very good. <laughs> that's, that's hey, they were good. shooting 6% at the half, so, you know, that's an increase, right? Uh, I will also – I tried to get something clever here, uh, but I can – how about this? Speaking of hitting shots, I think the Rams hit their shot here because they have a new wide receiver. Did they really? Odell Beckham Jr. Well, I assume because they took the shot, so they got him. Odell Beckham Jr. is now a Los Angeles Ram. What do you think? Did the, did the uh, Rams make the trade? As I know it's not a trade, but they picked him up. He cleared waivers. Did the Rams make it easier on the Browns just by saying, hey, we'll give you our 2028 first-round pick, too? <laughs> Rams love to give away draft picks. Yes, they do. Uh, they did they not have, have, have to give anything away. away for Odell Beckham. And, uh, yeah, I guess it can't hurt. I, I don't – you know, the Rams just let Deshaun Jackson go, and the Raiders picked him up. I think Deshaun Jackson's going to be a pretty good fit in the Raiders' offense. I just don't know about Odell Beckham. He's a diva. And uh, obviously, he uh, demands attention, demands the football. And Deshaun Jackson was not getting it in the Rams' offense. Is Beckham going to get the ball in the Rams' offense? I think right now, Sean McVay is just trying to add as many talented pieces as he can. Yeah. And hoping this thing works. 
when they get to the playoffs. Joe Black on Twitter just sent a uh, tweet to us. It says, just took a futures bet on the Rams to win it all. Wow. So I guess Odell Beckham pushes him over the top. I was going to say, I, for me personally, he doesn't really move the needle. We talked about last week. I thought the Rams were the best team in the NFL, you know, before the Odell Beckham Jr. signing. And, you know, I, I think there's probably a case that he could get them better to a certain extent. I need to see Matthew Stafford do it in the playoffs because we, we've never seen that. Right. And we then saw Sunday, it one time yeah, he got to the playoffs. He didn't win. Yeah. But that was with the Lions. It's not – it's a little bit unfair criticism. They so can't the playoffs, they but I want to see him do it in the playoffs before yep. I believe it. Uh, you know, Sunday night in the spotlight, he stunk against the Titans. Very true. Basically, uh, like you said, handed the Titans 14 points in that game. So I'm still not con- uh, completely sold on the Matthew Stafford transformation of the Rams into uh, Super Bowl winners. But the Odell Beckham uh, pickup is the big news of the day in the NFL, I yeah. guess. Well, and I think what he adds to, I mean, for me, why I believe in the Rams, why I think this is a solid addition is the structure that they are in is going to maximize them to a certain extent, right, in terms of their abilities, in terms of Sean McVay's offense, being able to run the ball, working off a of play action, you know, all those things that they do pretty well. So it's a nice, neat box you get to fit in. And then ultimately, maybe guys like Stafford and Odell Beckham, their floors are raised by an offense. Look, we've seen it from Stafford statistically. He's having mm-hmm. a great year. Outside of the last performance, he's been really solid. And Odell Beckham Jr., not the deep threat, so it's not necessarily trading, or not trading, but right, getting rid of Deshaun Jackson for another guy that's similar. Odell Beckham Jr. is more of like a middle-of-the-field type of guy, intermediate route type of guy, but it can help to a certain extent. This year so far, uh, 13 targets in terms of those medium uh, routes. For Odell Beckham Jr., he's caught seven of them, 93.1 PFF grade in those. He's done a pretty good job. So, look, it can't hurt, to your point, right? You're getting them for pennies. You're going to add them to a wide receiving core. Well, it could hurt if he turns out to be a problem in the locker room. That's that's how it could hurt. I don't think he was helping the Browns. And, in fact, he was dropping some passes, and that highlight reel his uh, dad put together did not show any of his drop passes, I don't believe. No, it didn't. Right. In no. fact, was it a highlight reel? I thought it was just about the still shots where he were like, well, we have no idea what's going on in this. Like when- <laughs> hey, look, Odell's open. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's not throwing it to him. But to your point, uh, his dad did not show the footage of him on two consecutive games, the Chargers and then the Cardinals game, dropping key passes on fourth down, right. uh, which was uh, pretty bad. Well, I, you, move, you said the key phrase, and I think uh, and from a betting perspective, this does not move the needle. Oh, none. None whatsoever. Like if you're if you're talking about expecting this line to move, if you're talking about futures perspective, we uh, we were actually um, uh, Matt Santos, our producer, and I were talking about this right before the show. If a guy like Derrick Henry is barely going to move the needle, do you think claiming a dude like Odo Beckham Jr. off of waivers or excuse me, letting him pass through waivers and picking him up as a free agent is really going to move the needle? No, probably not. So no. I agree. So Odo Beckham Jr. We'll At this point, works. there aren't too many guys drifting out there that clear waivers who are going to move the needle. Right. Yeah. It's not. Well, it's not <laughs> like the NBA. Right. The NBA, there was the buyout market, and then you can pick up guys that actually impact your team and help you out late into the year. This is not the case. This is a dude that wasn't working for the Cleveland Browns and uh, ultimately moves on to a different home. So with that, we'll move on because we have yet to see what this is going to be like. We don't even know if he's going to be available for, uh, for this coming matchup on Monday night. You'd assume maybe to a certain extent. But we do have a matchup tonight, Matt Humans. And how about this? This is the same thing with Monday night, man. I'm feeling that tug because we're up to nine right now over at certain shops for the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Miami Dolphins. Totals 46, 46 and a half. Eight and a half painted across the board. There's a couple of stray shops still sitting at eight. So I guess if you want to get in there and lay a cheaper number, you can with Baltimore. Uh, but the train's left the station, man. It's Dolphins are past at this point. Yeah, I, w- I would lean Dolphins here at eight and a half. I'm not going to play it. In fact, I've got the Ravens on a teaser at minus one and a half. 
Uh, so that's how I elected to play this. I was talking with Doug Kazarian on an ESPN podcast this morning. And at that uh, time, you were on Behind the Bets? Uh, I'm not sure. if the, is that what he, Does he still call it that? Uh, I don't know. It's an NFL, weekly NFL podcast. I like it. At that point, the number was seven and a half across the board. And uh, I said, if you're going to play the Ravens, I think you have to play them on a teaser. Minus one and a half. You pair them with the Steelers. I paired them with the Raiders. I bumped the Raiders up to plus eight and a half against the uh, Chiefs. But I didn't have great interest in betting this game tonight. Uh, if I had to straight bet it, I guess at this point I would take uh, the eight and a half with the Dolphins. But I don't have to straight bet it. I've, I've got the Ravens on a teaser. And I, I think that Chris Andrews of the South Point said it. Uh, yesterday that he felt like opening this number at eight or eight and a half because he knew Baltimore was going to be very popular on teasers, and that right. gave, gave him a little bit more teaser protection. But we didn't see the actual move in the line until uh, here, hours, a handful of hours before kickoff, where it goes from seven and a half to eight and a half. Yep, and when you're looking at this overall from like a matchup perspective, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. You know, at times uh, their team, from a defensive standpoint, has some holes. Right when you're a team that blitzes as much as they do, you're going to give up a lot of yards after catch. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss some tackles, you know, near the top of the league in both of those categories defensively. The question just is, is this Dolphins offense the one to take advantage of that? Jacoby Brissett, the guy to take yeah. advantage of that. Tua is questionable with the uh, finger injury. So I have no idea if he's going to go. I, I, at this point, I would bet it would be Brissett. Yep. How much faith do you have in him? Not much. Uh, he, you know, it's been disappointing about Brissett is uh, his he holds on to the ball too long, which is not going to help against a front seven that is going to blitz you, let's see, 32.5% of the time mm -hmm. behind an offensive line that's one of the worst in the National Football League. So that doesn't really pair well. Uh, it's something we talked about, right, when Tua initially got hurt, which was, you know, I think, what was it, Michael, Michael Lombardi who thought that Jacoby Brissett was more athletic than Tua. And all, we talked about this, right? Lombardi said that? Yeah, you brought this up to me. Well, we talk about a lot of things. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. I, thought, I remember everything we talk about. <laughs> I go home and tell my wife all about it. Uh, but regardless, when you hold on to the ball too long, you could be strong in the pocket. You could shake off guys. But then, again, you're going to invite pressure and you're going to invite all sorts of catastrophic things to happen. Mm -hmm. And you saw it last week where he's holding on to the ball too long, forces it downfield, throws an interception. Like, right. That's kind of been the disappointing part about Jacoby Brissett. And I don't know if that matches up well here with Baltimore. Well, he's a mediocre quarterback. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I, I don't dislike Jacoby Brissett. He can do some good things. In fact, when the Dolphins played the Raiders in Vegas, I thought he made some great plays yep. at the end of that game to give the Dolphins a chance to win it. Uh, Dolphins are a desperate team right now, a desperate home dog. Remember how we used to talk about in these Thursday night games how the home team ha has an advantage? Yeah. Because of the short prep time and the travel and the, the home. We, we never talk about that anymore. No. And we don't talk, definitely don't talk about it when you're with the Dolphins or the home team uh, catching eight and a half. Everybody's betting against that. Everybody's betting on the road favorite here. Uh, like I said, I, I lean Dolphins plus eight and a half, but I've got the Ravens on a teaser at minus one and a half. So I did not straight bet the game, didn't play the total. Uh, I don't think it's a great betting game, but I know a lot of people have action on it. By the way, we talked about the South Point bartender. Wontana yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. She had the five-team parlay, three NBA games, a hockey game, and then the fifth was um, the Ravens minus seven and a half. Good number. And it was like a $60 bet that paid off uh, 20. 2020 or something like that? Two, yeah, 2000 something. And uh, we're talking about hedging strategies. Well, now you definitely got to take nine, right? Eight and a half, because now you could find yourself where. Uh, initially, I told her, <laughs> you know, bet 500 on. The Dolphins, uh, but wait and um, wait and see if you get eight, eight and a half, 
And so she, that's how she did it today. She she got the eight and a half. Nice. Yeah. So there is a there, it's a small window, but there's the universe in which she wins them both. How about twenty eight twenty Ravens? Yeah, she can live with that. <laughs> I'll be cheering for yeah. it. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's, that's ideally, you know, when you hedge, you you hope you have a chance to win both sides. That's yeah. all you can ask for. Um, that is an optimal so position. She's got to that be. shot. Yeah. Oh, really quickly, I think because you bring up a great point because we don't talk about it anymore. But we do. We you know I, I think we overblow certain situations for these pro athletes. And the Thursday night thing, when it was a new deal, right, where we're talking about Thursday night games every single week, and this was first introduced, like maybe that was a thing. Mm-hmm. These guys get used to this at this point. It's the same thing with back-to-backs in the NBA. Like these guys know what this is at this point right now. They know how to take care of themselves by the time they get to Thursday, and I think right. that's why it hasn't been as much of a topic, you know? Uh, yeah, I understand that. I <clears throat> just it struck me today that we never talk about how the home team's got the advantage on Thursday night anymore. We just It's not a – a talking point in the handicapping. Nope. How about Cam Newton to the Panthers? Does that move the needle for you? No. Really? I, I, I like Cam Newton a lot. The Panthers just paid $10 million for a guy who does not move the needle for you? Uh, no. I Look, Cam's got this aura about him, this personality. Yes, you know? he does. <laughs> he does. But I, I would think that maybe in like two weeks it does. Uh, but, again, like I think one of the most overblown things with the Panthers, like we keep having conversations about the quarterback, talk about the offensive mm-hmm. line. It's one of the things that we've brought up a lot. Their offensive line is terrible. And now you get a beat-up Cam Newton who's going to be behind that thing. It's going to be tough. Yeah, this is not going to work. There's going to be a lot of hype in Carolina about the return of Cam Newton. But behind that offensive line and that offense, I can't really see him being much help. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty of hoops to get to, both college and professional. And Brian Edwards joins us in about 15. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. 
Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, with College Hoops starting this week, now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champs, tournament teams. And a lot more. Sign up today. Get your copy for $9.99. vcin.com slash subscribe. That's the 2021-22 College Basketball Betting Guide. vcin.com slash subscribe. Even though the season started, JVT, it's still valuable. Just like the NBA Betting Guide. That's right. Hey, thanks, man. Check it out. Fun start to the NBA season. By the way, two things. Uh, One, Chicago Bulls, Nikola Vucevic, COVID protocol. Bulls have an upcoming West Coast trip. They have the Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers over the span of four days. Ooh. <laughs> How about those Golden State Warriors? I was going to bring this up to you. 10-1, and one, the first team in the association to get to 10 wins. I um, so This team's been pretty good defensively, too. Well, yes. They have, they're the best team in defensive efficiency right now. They have been absolutely incredible. And, you know, I brought it up to you at the beginning of the season. People forget they were the fifth-best defensive team last year, so it's not necessarily surprising. I'm just surprised that they're at this point. You know, I, I thought they were an end-of-the-year type team, right? Clay Thompson comes back. They get a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. all of those things. Then they become a true threat. That is not the case, man. And Steve Kerr deserves a ton of credit because he has them very, very solid on the defensive end of the floor. Jordan Poole, yep. one of the guys who stepped up. Uh, so you would think Clay Thompson is one of the best uh, one-on-one defenders in the NBA, too. Yes. One of the best uh, guard-wing defenders in the NBA. So when he comes back, they could be – that much better, assuming uh, that Clay Thompson is uh, healthy. But the, I think the recent injury was Draymond Green. Yep, has got some nagging injury. That might be a, a bit of a negative uh, for the Warriors right now. Uh, by the way, this was also a funny report that came out yesterday. So you know Alvin Gentry, who used to coach the New Orleans Pelicans, yeah. and, and now is a former is a uh, assistant coach for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Well, the Kings and the Pelicans played recently, and uh, David Griffin was on the road trip. Their GM. GM, I don't know if you remember this report from a while ago, but it was reported that David Griffin, uh, when he would slander, when Alvin Gentry would say, you could give Alvin the answers to the tests and he would still get the questions wrong. Are you serious? Well, apparently they almost got in a fight the wow. other night in Sacramento, <laughs> to which Alvin Gentry reportedly yelled at him, well, I guess Stan didn't have the answers to the test either, referring to Stan Van Gundy last year who got fired. So 
Ah, the NBA. It's so much fun. No, no punches were thrown, or what? What happened? No, nah, apparently Just it was broken of, up. A lot of talk. Now, David Griffin, who also, talk. who also I know you loved this story, reportedly played the piano for Zion uh, Williamson in the uh, bubble. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> in a that's, private meeting. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Not really working out for Dave uh, in the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, that's who, embarrassing. That's, who, an, that's embarrassing. It is. The franchise. And they continue to lose, man. It's not going well. Uh, with that, only three games tonight in the NBA, but you get three teams on second legs of back-to-backs, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, let's start with what I think is the highlight of the night, and that would be the Miami Heat taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, I would assume that we're not going to get Jimmy Butler out there tonight. Jimmy Butler last night against the Los Angeles Lakers uh, sprains his ankle, and on the second leg of a back-to-back, a tough turnaround there to be available for the Miami Heat. So the Los Angeles Clippers are going to be catching the Miami Heat in a very favorable situation. A Clippers team that, remember, has won five consecutive games. It is one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. By the way, no injury report yet submitted. Uh, these teams on second legs of back-to-backs, they don't have to submit until later. So that's yeah, who's, which team's uh, the hot team here? It's not the Heat. It's not. It's the Clippers. Uh, by the way, last night I watched the last five minutes of regulation and overtime of the Heat-Lakers game. After I you went put yourself the, through that, huh? Well, after I went to the Gardner-Webb UNLV game, I uh, watched the end of the uh, NBA game. The last minute of regulation – the Lakers, some of the worst offense you're ever going to see. They got the ball and a five-point lead. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook drives baseline, jumps out of bounds, has nowhere to go with the ball, throws it away. Right. All right. They teach you not to do that early in high school. Don't drive with you know? a, without a mission, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then jump out of bounds and not know where you're going to throw the ball. The next possession, Carmelo, I think, throws up a wild jumper that mm-hmm. has no chance and misses. I think it was Carmelo. It might have been Anthony Davis. I think that was Anthony Davis who was uh, – Firing up threes and get too many threes again last night. Mm-hmm. But um, and then Carmelo can't get the ball inbounds and they get a five second violation. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the back to back to back possessions in the final minute for the Lakers to blow a five point lead. Yep, it was not. Re- it did not go well. And again, well, it ended well because they won the game. They got off the hook because the Heat couldn't hit a shot. Yep. In overtime, but um, that was an ugly win. At least the Lakers will take wins any way they can get them right now. Yeah, Russell Westbrook had that three at the end. Uh, offensive rebound for AD didn't really go in at the end of regulation. And then ultimately, like you said, at least they won. And that's consecutive overtime games that they have won, right? They beat the Charlotte Hornets the other night, too. So I guess mm-hmm. you get a win, but it was not against a full-strength Heat team. So now this is interesting. So the line has gotten away uh, from the Clippers side, right? This was one spot opened at one and a half overnight. Uh, and that was gone quickly. Now you're up to five here. Uh-huh. The total opened up 214 in some spots. We're down to 211 and a half. So I wrote about this this morning. I, and it's not going on a limb here saying this because they're five-point favorites. The Clippers are the right side. But the line's gotten out of hand to the point where now it's just in-game. So I'll sit back, watch today. Hopefully they get off to a slow start, bet them there. But, you know, I completely believe in this Clippers team defensively. They're starting to get healthier. Serge Ibaka is it back in the rotation. Nick Batum is starting to shoot the ball more, and he's fully healthy now and ready to go. Still don't have Marcus Morris, but uh, the Clippers are in a very good spot to extend this winning streak now, and it looks like they're going to be able to do so without Jimmy Butler on the floor. Uh, it got to as low as 210, by the way, the total. So we've seen that move. And it's also worth noting in the what's couple of other Butler, games. Uh, yeah. What's Jimmy Butler worth to the number here, two? Oh, I, yeah, I would say two to three. Probably. Well, and here's the thing. This is what's going to be interesting to watch here, too. And tell me if I'm fair in this theory, because a lot of people are really excited about the Heat. And they should be, because they're a good defensive team. they got really good players. But if you look at their depth, Tyler Hero comes off the bench, scores 20 points a game. He's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The next leading scorer off the bench is Markeith Morris at seven points a game. 
right? Like there's not a lot of leeway after Tyler Hero with yeah. that bench unit. <clears throat> to me, that's troubling. Morris just took that debilitating shot in the back. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not sure he's going to be able to play. His career might be over. The way he crumpled to the floor, uh, how can that guy ever come back? You should have seen a Heat Twitter. It was all over it. <laughs> Up in arms. What a dirty shot. The Morris brothers are very clean players, though. They've never done anything nah. below the belt to, in terms of basketball games. Like, I don't I'm worried. Know, I'm, stepping I'm, on Luka Doncic's ankle in the middle of a playoff game in the bubble. That was Marcus Morris, though. So. It was. I remember that well. Uh, the other two games, though, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers look like they're getting some reinforcements. Tobias Harris looks like he's going to be back from COVID protocol. Seth Curry's questionable, though. Still no Joel Embiid. Still, uh, still no Matisse Thybul. So it's an interesting spot here. Raptors 0-3 straight up and against the spread in their last three games. Got blown up by the Celtics last night. So offensive woes are a problem. Here's the thing, though. Boy, under- that was strange. Raptors yes, was. getting No Jalen Brown. The Raptors get blown out like that. Here's the thing. Yeah. Over the last couple of games, Pascal Siakam came back. I think it's hard to work in a guy with that big of a minutes load on the offensive end of the floor when he's been out for so long and you've started to get used to the personnel around you. Pascal Siakam's not going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. So now you're back to the base core of the start of the season that was playing games that went on that five-game winning streak, right? Maybe there's a little bit more continuity here on the second leg without Pascal Siakam on the floor, okay. kind of mixing things up. So um, the number is now up to four. I'd expect it to continue going that direction, but I wouldn't punt on the Toronto Raptors necessarily uh, given the fact that they're on the second leg of a back-to-back and Pascal Siakam's not playing. And then lastly, this is embarrassing. The Indiana Pacers last night taking on the Denver Nuggets without Nikola Jokic on the floor, without Michael Porter Jr. because of a back injury. We know that Jamal Murray has been out because he's uh, not going to be available until January and still lost the game outright Mm. to the Denver Nuggets yesterday. This is a pretty poor Pacers team. Now they're about a ten and a half point underdog. This this line's moved a full point and a half since the open in favor of the Jazz. Not surprised. In our NBA betting guide predictions, I did not have the Pacers as a playoff team in the East. I didn't like the makeup of the team at all. I think I had them as a seventh seed. Did you? Uh, yeah. Double check. Well, because from the personnel standpoint, if you actually look at their offensive numbers, like individual te- like players, they're putting up some pretty solid numbers. It just has not come together in the form of victories, and this defense has been pretty poor at times. Uh, yeah, I had them as a seventh seed in the Eastern Conference in the NBA betting guide. Should be a lot. I will say this. I I'm going to guess gonna... you did not have the Knicks in the playoffs. Uh, let's see. I got it right in front of me. You've been anti-Knicks. No, I did not have the Knicks in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's funny. So I will say it's been nice. You know, Twitter hit me up, BJVT. I have been getting a lot of pats on the back for the Knicks stuff because it's like, well, you know, they're starting to fall back down to earth. Mm-hmm. The three-point shooting for opponents has been really good against them. And, you know, this is going to – look, they're about a 500 team, but you and I talked about this before the season started. The expectations are much higher. The power rating is much higher, and now you're talking about this team with those flaws needing to win about 44 games to surpass their win total yeah. with a target on their back. They're not going to be the high-covering, you know, high-win team that they were last year, and that's starting to kind of take place now. I thought I think it was Tim Bontemps had a tweet about. Oh, the he Knicks. wrote a piece. He wrote a piece about it. Yep. Actually, we got one tweet here. We got to talk about the Bucks made 26 three-point field goals, the most ever in a game at the Mecca also known as Madison Square Garden. 26 threes. They made seven threes after the Knicks tied the game at 89, tied for the most threes made in the final five minutes of regulation over the last 25 seasons. Yep. That's ESPN Stats and Info. And why is that, JVT? Because the Knicks give up a lot of open looks. From That's three. right. The yeah. most wide open looks from three. Frequency of three-point attempts wide open by opponents. That is the New York Knicks. Sixth most overall in terms of just field goal attempts, right. period, wide open. And, by the way, um, 
Tom Thibodeau benching the starting unit in the fourth quarter, too. It's not going well. Tibbs is pissed. Well, I think that was the focus of Bon Timps' tweet about how the usage of that starting five or that, that group of five that he puts out there, his first five, mm-hmm. has got the most minutes, I think, in the NBA and is very ineffective. Yep. That's the able to find Tibbs the Knicks starting lineup. Uh, Kimball Walker, Barrett, Fournier, Randall, Mitchell Robinson. More minutes than any five-man lineup outscored by 14.4 points per Yeah, that's not good. It makes you wonder why they're the, the most used starting lineup. Yeah. Well, Tibbs likes to run his guys Tibbs into the ground. Tibbs very sensitive when he, he got quizzed about that last night, too. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. Uh, Brian Edwards going to join us. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. This segment of The Edge brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And each variety comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. And warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Let's talk college football. Vegas B. Edwards is the Twitter handle. The name is Brian Edwards, college football handicapper, who joins us regularly here on the program. Brian, always good to talk to me. Let's dive right in uh, to one of the big matchups in the SEC, Georgia taking on Tennessee. We're at 20 right now in favor of the Bulldogs, 55 and a half in terms of the total. How about this? Five touchdowns for Georgia allowed through nine games. What's the deal here, sir? I like Tennessee plus the 20. Uh, they've lost twice at home, but it was uh, to two very good teams. They lost by seven to Pittsburgh, by five uh, to Ole Miss. And uh, Josh Heupel's offense is very good. They're 15th in the nation in scoring. They're averaging 38.2 points per game. And Georgia's defense really feeds off, you know, creating turnovers. But Hendon Hooker does not turn the ball over. He's got an incredible 21 to 2 PDI and T ratio. The Vols actually have a better uh, TO margin than Georgia. They are plus three uh, turnover margin for the season. The Dogs are plus uh, two. The only two teams that ran away from Tennessee were Florida and Alabama, and those games were on the road. And the Alabama game was a seven point game with 13 minutes left. And uh, I think Georgia might get the closest thing they've seen uh, to a 60-minute battle. I mean, I'm not calling for the outright upset, but I think uh, I think Tennessee hangs around in this game outright, you know, fairly deep into the second half and, and covers uh, the plus 20. I'm with you, Brian. I took 20 and a half with the Vols, and uh, I wasn't sure if this was going to get to 21. I was kind of waiting. Uh, it looked like it was not, so I took 20 and a half, but – uh, I'm waiting for somebody to test this Georgia defense. I think Hendon Hooker and the Vols could do that. Let's uh, switch to the Big Ten here for a couple of games. I think you're going to take another big dog. So not only are you going to bet against Georgia, are you going to bet against Ohio State? Are you going to take Purdue and three touchdowns? 
Absolutely. Uh, under Jeff Brom during his five-year tenure, they've been a double-digit underdog eight times, and they're seven and one against the spread. Uh, as a road dog under Brom, they're nine and two against the spread. And going back to 2012, the Boilermakers are 25 and eight against the spread in 33 games as road underdogs. Uh, whether they're favored or a dog this year on the road, Purdue is three and one both straight up and against the spread. They won at Iowa as an 11-point dog, won by 17 when Iowa was still undefeated. They won 28-23 uh, to 23 at Nebraska as a 7.5-point dog. And I don't buy that this is a flat spot for Purdue. They're never in the Big Ten uh, race in November, and they are at 4-2 and two in Big Ten play. They're in a four-way tie for first place in the West Division. Ohio State has failed to cover back-to-back games. They win by 9 at home to Penn State, by 9 at Nebraska, and they rank number 96 out of 130 F teams in pass defense and Purdue's got a pretty good passing offense O'Connell uh, going for more than 500 passing yards last week and Purdue's defense is number 16 in the nation in scoring D only giving up 18.4 points per game I uh, like the Boilermakers you can get it at plus 21 and a hook now yep you sure can follow him on Twitter at Vegas B Edwards VegasInsider.com senior handicapper Brian Edwards all right so you're on two big dogs how about the Gophers getting five and a half in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes have not been the same, Brian, since they got blown out at home by Purdue when they were ranked number two. Yeah, they've only scored 31 points in the last three games, and now Spencer Petras is out. He had start, he started 17 games in a row for them, so they go to Alex Padilla for his first career start. Uh, Iowa's offensive woes are well chronicled. I don't need to go into those. Uh, Minnesota, another unfathomable home loss but the last time they had one uh not to, not the illinois like last week it was to bowling green but they bounced back the next week and they won outright 20 to 13 at purdue the gophers are three and oh both straight up and against the spread in three road games this year they blow out colorado they win at purdue and they blow out northwestern in Evanston, and uh, they have got a very good defense, 14th in the nation at defending the run, number seven in the country in total defense, number 15 in scoring D. They only give up 18.3 points per game. I like the Gophers. Uh, I got it at six early in the week, but, you know, as long as it's five or even four and a hook, I'm good with it. JVT, get your popcorn ready. This is going to be a fun one with a total of 37 Well, hopefully, I get Iowa a ch- City. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Big Ten football. It's uh, some of my favorite things to watch. Uh, all right, Brian, let's go back to the SEC. Texas A&M on the road taking on Ole Miss. Uh, the markets moved from this opener, opened up one, uh, up to two and a half with a total of 57 and a half. Sir, what's the handicap? Uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Lane Kiffin and, and Ole Miss, but uh, they are missing uh, Jonathan Mingo. I mean, obviously he's been out for like five or six weeks. But now Don Terrio Drummond, who missed last week's game, he's questionable. Those were their two best receivers. And the Aggies are just in great form. Uh, I know Ole Miss is unbeaten at home. But ever since the uh, win over Bama, they've won by 17, 30, and 21 points against Auburn, South Carolina, and Missouri, respectively. And A&M's number two in the nation in scoring defense, only giving up 14.7 points per game. I can't turn down Jimbo Fisher's team at this inexpensive price, like Aggies minus two and a half. I like it. All right. How about a couple of others uh, before we get you out of here, of course? Uh, let's go to the uh, ACC. We've got, uh, let's see, Miami Hurricanes. I think you are on them laying about two and a half, correct? Yeah, the young quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is trying to save Manny Diaz's job. He's led him on a three-game winning streak. He's thrown for 325, 
426 and 389 yards uh, during this streak, and he's got a 10 to 1 TDINT ratio. Uh, two very good wins: one at Pitt, one uh, at home to NC State. And the only reason the Georgia Tech game was close last week is because Miami coughed up three fumbles in the first half. Georgia Tech got one for a scoop and score, another one set up a, a quick and short scoring drive. Uh, so that kind of a misleading final and uh fsu three and six both straight up and against the spread uh this year you know a walk-off field goal against syracuse a win over umass they're just not very good and the canes have beaten them 27 to 10 and 52 to 10 the last two meetings i like the canes minus two and a half in tallahassee all right manny diaz is two and zero against florida state beat him 52 10 last year in 27 10 in 2019 in tallahassee uh brian edwards you're a florida guy how do you feel about uh, Dan Mullen right now? Uh, you know, I was still, I still was in his corner uh, into the South Carolina game last week. I mean, I was pissed he didn't uh, fire Grantham after the LSU game. In fact, I was pissed he was even allowed on the airplane in Baton Rouge. <laughs> uh, but now he's, you know, it, it, I was one of the few holdouts. And now he's lost the whole fan base with this Grantham thing he's insisted upon. And now, you know, we got recruits decommitting. And uh, he lost me. I jumped off the Mullen bandwagon on Saturday, and uh, I'll be just fine if we uh, pink slip him next. Wow. Dan Mullen just lost one of his biggest supporters. Brian Edwards <laughs> is off the that's, bandwagon. That's the death knell, right? If, if, um, if you could handpick who you get to replace Mullen in, uh, in Gainesville, who would it be? Oh, man, you know, Mario Cristobal was born and raised and played for Miami, and I just can't – I just, he's got too much cane in him, although I, would, I think he would dominate recruiting in <laughs> South Florida. Um, Luke Fickle, you know, I, I think he – I need to see more of his interviews. I'm not that familiar with his personality, but I know he can coach and recruit, so that's not a bad name. Um, you know, is Bobby Stoops want to coach again? He hadn't ruled out a return to the sidelines. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's only sixty-one. I, yeah. I mean, I think he he could have a good eight-year stretch in him. Um, I'm just glad Jeremy Foley is not going to be running the coaching search because he hired Jim McElwain, Will Muschamp, and Ron Zook, who together had three years <laughs> combined head coaching experience in the Mountain West at Colorado State. Yeah, I knew the McElwain was a bad hire. I could have told you that before it happened. Uh, Brian, all right, you mentioned Mario Cristobal. Let's get to it. Washington State and Oregon, Ducks laying uh, 13 and a half at a couple spots. It was mostly 14 out there and a high total of uh, 57 and a half. Are you on the dog here? Are you buying into uh, Washington State? I am. I like Wazoo. Oregon is 0-5 against the spread at home this year. Washington State has won four of its last five, going 5-0 and against the spread. The only loss, 21-19 to to BYU, and uh, Rolovich got fired the Monday uh, before that game. And uh, let's the, oh, yeah, uh, the Cougars are 3-0 and against the spread with a pair of outright wins in three road games this year, winning in blowout fashion at Arizona State. And uh, they've been an underdog six times this year, 5-1 and against the spread with three outright wins. I like Washington State plus 14. All right, that's Brian Edwards. We've only got about 20 seconds left, but you're on BC plus two at Georgia Tech too, right? Yeah, they've got Jakovic back. You know, I mentioned how Georgia Tech was close with Miami last week. They got some gift fumbles. Uh, I like BC to win that one outright and keep my over seven wins alive in the season win total. Brian Edwards, Vegas B. Edwards up on Twitter. Brian, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Y'all have a good weekend. All right, we got best bets on the other side. A little college hoops, too. It's the edge. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game. <laughs> Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, VSIN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, point spread weekly, and more, plus in depth data and analysis on vSIN.com and the upcoming college hoops. Betting guide, which is actually here right now. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Again, a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, JVT, our favorite part of the show. We get the best bets. Let's do it. For the most part, it's our favorite part. When the Minnesota Timberwolves screw me, it's not my favorite part. Well, I always but. say sports betting, I have a love-hate relationship with it. When my I'm, vengeance. When I'm winning, I love it. Yep. When you're losing, you hate it. 
Well, are you, I are you winning in the NBA? You're, you are winning. You're 16-9. You had a winner last night. Yes. Uh, my vengeance, uh, it was exacted last night. The Memphis Grizzlies were getting away with murder with their atrocious defense. Do not get away with it yesterday. Outright loss as a four-and-a-half-point favor to the Charlotte Hornets yesterday. So, Hornets get the win, improved to 16-9, to and I will say this. So, no play tonight in the NBA, only three games. The number got ahead of me, but I will say uh, I'll be looking for a spot to bet the Clippers in-game. Um, coming up on Friday... The Charlotte Hornets get the New York Knicks. Okay. And the Charlotte Hornets love dribble penetration and kick out the three-point shooters. And that's going to be a really interesting matchup because I think the Hornets are kind of entering a point right now where I think they're going to be uh, bettable. And I'm going to be curious to see what the market opens that number at because I think they're a pretty bad matchup for the New York Knicks. But we'll have more on that tomorrow. So, yes, Hornets plus four and a half against the Grizzlies. They win. Nothing to add for today. JVT on uh, the vcin.com website at vcin.com slash jvt. All your NBA stuff. Yes. Uh, Let's get to your NFL best bets. Uh, Nothing to add. A recap for anybody who wasn't with us yesterday. Patriots minus one and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Falcons catching nine and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. And then uh, adjusting that teaser because uh, I shouldn't be sending stuff off at like 4.30 in the morning when I just wake up. But Raiders plus eight and a half. Vikings plus nine. Six point teaser there. You get up at 4.30? Like 4, 4.30, yeah. What time do you crash at night? About 12, 11.30. Four hours of sleep a day is enough for you? I'll sleep when I'm dead, babe. All right. Let's do it. You and Greg Peterson. <laughs> the difference is, you know, I jog 14 miles in the morning. Greg only jogs 12. How many times has Peterson tweeted that? And so he says, Greg, do you ever sleep? And he retweets, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Does he really say that? Oh, I guess. I've seen that tweet about 50 times. Never going to so. say it again then. How old is that kid? He's I, like 27. Going on 55. Huh? Uh, you know, I see all these pictures of him out with his girlfriend, yet the girlfriend's never in the photo. She never is in the photos. No, she's maybe always maybe taking she's pictures. Camera shy. Yeah, maybe. Are you insinuating that she might be like Manti Teo's <laughs> no, girlfriend? No, no, huh? no, no, no. She doesn't exist? No, because Manti Teo was a victim in that situation. <laughs> I, I, I would contend that I'm Greg, teasing, I'm teasing. Greg Peterson puts more selfies up on social media than the K- Kardashian sisters combined. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the right. case. All right, for you, what do you got? Sir? Best bets in the NFL, Patriots minus one and a half, Vikings plus three, And uh, we've talked about these all week. We'll talk about them again uh, more tomorrow. So I'm not going to go in-depth here. But the Ravens on a teaser tonight. Ravens minus one and a half with the Raiders plus eight and a half. And uh, I'll add something to this NFL list uh, tomorrow. But so far, that's pretty much been a static list uh, for the past couple days. A lot of breakdowns on tomorrow's show with uh, Scott Kellen. And I think we'll have Jimmy Vaccaro in studio for Football Friday. Let's get to uh, college football. I did play Iowa, minus five and a half. Penn State picks, so I got two Big Ten home teams there. I'm taking a big dog in the Big Ten, just like Brian Edwards. Purdue, plus 21. I'm taking Tennessee, plus 20 and a half against Georgia. Um, Betting on Hendon Hooker, being able to move the offense against that Georgia defense, which really uh, has not been tested by a good quarterback yet this season. And I think Purdue can throw the ball enough to stay in this game with the Buckeyes who have got some holes in the back end of that defense. And that was, don't forget, that was the worst pass defense in the Big Ten a year ago. Mm-hmm. So even if Purdue does get blown out, you also got backdoor capability here too. So I went with the two big dogs, plus 20 and a half of Tennessee, 21 with Purdue. Baylor plus five and a half against Oklahoma. At some point, the Sooners have to go down, right? We keep saying this team's a fraud, they're going to get exposed, somebody's going to take – I think the Baylor defense, the Bears can run the ball, they got the defense, I think they can do it. And um, It's going to be a good game. Before everybody gets carried away with uh, Caleb Williams, and I like the Sooners better with him at quarterback. Yeah. 
that Oklahoma offense still got shut out in the first half at Kansas two weeks ago. Yeah, I think there's something is not quite right there. Both things can be true, right? They're better with Caleb Williams. Yeah. There's also still some flaws with the team. No, right? no question. And now with San Diego State up to a three point favorite over Nevada, I'm taking the Do field it. goal with Carson Strong in the Wolfpack late Saturday night. Uh, we're going Nevada plus three over San Diego State. All right, college hoops. I've got one uh, play, a late edition for tonight. Uh, this game is in the Rainbow Classic in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, I put a small bet on Northern Colorado. Had to sweat that out. Um, Northern Colorado went down to the wire uh, last night with Pacific, and the, uh, the Bears got the win 67-65. Tonight, they play Hawaii at the Stan Sheriff Center, and um, Hawaii's down two starters. and did not look very good last night against Hawaii Hilo. I think this number should be a little bit higher. Northern Colorado, in my estimation, is no doubt the better team. So I'm weighing 783 in the college hoops rotation tonight. Northern Colorado minus 2.5 over Hawaii. Uh, By the way, uh, we always love when you check in up on social media. Uh, Chris Bellum tweets in and says, uh, Hornets already up on DraftKings for tomorrow, plus one at home over the New York Knicks. Is that what you anticipated? Uh, I thought they'd be favored by about a point, point and a half. So got to take the plus one. Let's do it. I'll be there. I'm in. I'm also anti-New York. All right, what do you want to get to first? McRib counter, college football. Uh, let's get to the McRib count. It's okay. at 20 uh, right now. And um, one of our producers on this show, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to embarrass him. And he did not give us permission to talk about him on air, so I'm not going to mention Sean McCollum. I don't want to embarrass him. But he, when I walked in today, he said, the first thing he says, I tried to make rib for the first time in my life. I took one bite and I threw it in the trash. <laughs> All right, so I've said many times, the McRib is not for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for everybody. <laughs> uh, if you're 30-something years old and you've never tried to make rib, chances are you're not going to like it. Very true. This is something I started eating when I was about five years old. Okay, so it's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lifetime passion. It's not something you pick up in your 30s and 40s. That's right. <laughs> so the McRib counter is a 20, and hopefully we got a solid month of uh, McRibs to go. Isabella, my wife, is fascinated by this, by the way. Is she? Oh, yeah. She can't wait to see what you get to. I'm, I'm going to guess she's never had a McRib. No, she has never had a McRib. Don't tell her not to try one like Sean because she's not going to like it. It's also potentially yeah. one less for you. That's so. right. Don't waste <laughs> McRibs. Don't throw them in the trash. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Hey, oh, also, because we got a lot to get to over the next couple of minutes. Did you have a college basketball play that you wanted to add? Did I already did. That? Oh, you did? All Northern right. Colorado. We got two college football yes. games we're going to talk about. How about these trends? Brad Powers uh, put these up on Twitter. And uh, two high-profile games I think we're talking about, JVT. First is Notre Dame and Virginia. How yep. about these How about these streaks for the fighting Irish? Notre Dame uh, via Brad Powers, seven up on Twitter. Notre Dame, 37 consecutive wins as a favorite. They won 39 consecutive games versus unranked teams. Notre Dame a five-and-a-half-point favorite at unranked Virginia Saturday night. It's a pretty strong trend. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> pretty strong. Not too many teams won 37 consecutive as a favorite. Alabama can't even say that. Alabama just lost to Texas A&M. Yeah, that's a good point. Didn't think about that. Uh, so, yeah, Notre Dame, five-and-a-half at Virginia. I don't have a strong opinion on this game. I wrote this one up for uh, Point Spread Weekly this week. The Irish have been better because their offensive line plays better and uh, has improved. And Kyron Williams is the key to that offense. In fact, he had 95 yards against uh, Navy last week. He's got 513 yards on the ground during a four-game win streak. But Jack Cohn's playing better at quarterbacks. So Brian Kelly's not rotating quarterbacks. He's not throwing in Tyler Buckner. Uh, I think Notre Dame is in a pretty good groove. 
I kind of lean that direction, but I hate laying points like this, especially more than a field goal on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia's defense, last time out, do you remember what happened? Cavaliers gave up 734 yards and a 66-49 loss at BYU. That was October 30th prior to a bye week. Uh, actually, if you look at Notre Dame right now in the top 10 of the college football playoff rankings, after Virginia, the Irish play Georgia Tech and Stanford. Odds are in their favor, JVT, to be an 11-1 team. Odds also in the favor of Penn State this weekend against Michigan. This is also from Bad, uh, Brad Powers. Mm-hmm. Penn State may be unranked in the college football playoff, but the Nittany Lions 23 in the AP poll this week. Bad news, he says, for their opponent Michigan since 2006, when I was 16. The Wolverines are 2-22 and 22 straight up on the road versus ranked teams going 7-17 and 17 ATS. Getting uh, scored uh, by, what, about eight points per game. Also included, if you want to go check it out, the list of futility. He's got a graph up where you can look at he every does. single result. He does. A big chart yeah. of uh, Michigan's failures. 2-22 and 22 straight up on the road versus ranked teams. Uh, going back to 2006. Now, I like Penn State in this game, but the money moved against me yesterday. Actually, Michigan went from a, a pick em or a one-point dog to a one- or one-and-a-half-point favorite in Happy Valley. Wow, 2018 was their first win in that situation since 2005, if you look at his graph. That's incredible. Not very good. All right, we're all done. Speaking of very good, VEASAN.com, VEASAN.com slash JVT, and VEASAN.com slash podcast on top of My Guys in the Desert, which is coming up next here on VEASAN. We'll see you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.